Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West Salt Lake City, Utah, joined by the chairman. How you doing? <laughs> the husky fella? <laughs> I'm doing great, Brian. Doing great. Great to see your face. Good. We got a lot going on in the market, though. Yeah. Let's talk about the market because it is volatile. If you watch the VIX, you know we've been in a VIX range of over 30 for a few weeks now, which is not common. So a lot of volatility in the market. Here's a market update. As of right now, the S&P 500 on the year, and today's a good, a good day. The market's up almost 2%. Could be a bear market bounce. We don't know. Right. But the, the S&P 500 is up 102 they're down 10.6% on the year. The NASDAQ, which finished down 20% yesterday, is down 18%. Really, really, really ugly market. So the question that we're getting right now, Brian, is with this market acting the way it is, right? And I mentioned this could be a bear market bounce, right? Call it a correction that we're in or call it a bear market. Right? Who cares? It feels like a bear market. Mm -hmm. um, what do we do now? What would, what do clients do now? Yeah, that's the uh, million-dollar question, Yeah, right? I, I think people are nervous. Um, I had a client yesterday basically asking me, should we be in more – should we have more cash on the sidelines, uh, worried about a correction? Okay, so let's, let's tackle that one right now because that's a question we're getting a lot. Should we – sell some of the stocks that we own and move people more into cash because the market might go down from here or it might go up, but either way, it's scary. Right. And, um, and Katie just asked that, asked that same question. And, yep. and I, and my answer is yes, you should have cash. You should have cash on the sidelines for your current needs probably for the next year or two. Um, you shouldn't be invested in stocks if if you need you might need that money in the next year or two. If you're investing in the business, investing in the stock, or even in real estate, you, that those are long-term investments. So you shouldn't mix the two. Um, and uh, so I don't believe that uh, hopefully you have enough cash to for your current needs and uh, your long-term investments, I personally um, am not selling. I'm personally, you know, looking. This is an long-term opportunity to pick up good, good businesses at really attractive prices. Okay, let's 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 dissect what you just said. Okay, if you need cash, you should have prepared a year, two years ago, six months ago, for what we're dealing with now. Yeah. For every client that has income needs, will hold, and they're using their investment account account for those income needs. We'll hold two years worth of cash, right? Specifically for markets like this. But if you're staring at today's market and you're saying, "I want cash because I'm scared," and you don't have the cash put aside, what would you tell people? That's a good. They point. don't need the cash. They got plenty. They're just scared. Well, then I, I don't think you need to do anything. Um, then be patient. Just be patient, right. I had a, a call last week from an, another customer 
saying, hey, I have an RMD this year out of my IRA. RMD is required minimum distribution. And I see that, uh, you know, I don't have that much cash in my, in my IRA account. And I told him, I says, well, we, you do. We have uh, short-term bonds, which is a cash yep. equivalent, and uh, to fulfill those needs. We don't want to have to sell stocks for income needs when stocks are down, when prices are down. We actually want to do the opposite. We want to buy when uh, prices are attractive. And prices are much more attractive than they, than they were three months ago or six months ago. So people... All right, I just want to get this cash. I want to make sure I understand this cash thing. Make sure the people at home can understand this cash thing. You plan for two years' worth of cash needs. In our office at Iron Gate, we put that RMD into that two years' worth of cash needs. We calculate it for people, and then we put that to the side, whether it be in cash or short-term bonds, same thing. Right. Um, But people that have cash right now, you're saying, don't sell buy yes why <laughs> how can you look do that right now brian the markets inflation it's scary oil right. war right china hates us yeah it i think for a lot of people it's scary. Every, yeah you know, it's all hell's breaking <laughs> loose usually the best opportunities in the in the financial markets is when there's the most fear and the reason why is because fear creates selling, selling creates better, you know, prices, cheaper prices or lower prices. And, and that usually is represented an opportunity to buy good businesses. When you look in the rearview mirror two or three years, five years from now saying, wow, that was, you know, that was a good opportunity to buy, buy good businesses when prices were way down. That doesn't mean that we know that, stocks are going to go up tomorrow or in the next three months or the yeah. ne- even for the year we don't know that this will be a positive year so far you just gave us the numbers it's been the worst start to a year in the history of the stock market or that, that's how good it's been <laughs> it's been terrible well not it's 2020 2020 was worse with uh, covid right? yeah but january 1st we started falling right, right? right. we went up right. the first of the year yeah. And then went down in 2020. Right. So to start, you know. The start. Semantics. Right, right. Uh, Sentiment right now is, is is the worst it's been since the great financial crisis. And, I mean, the fear is insane. And you're telling me that's the best time to buy. Historically, that's been the best time to buy. Let me, let me when prices are When prices are down, you're buying – so – when you buy a business, you're looking to you're looking f- to um, looking for that business to create value and create uh, wealth for you. And the, the way that it does that is by increasing profits and revenues over time, investing investing money back into the business and growing profit profitability over time. And so, when prices are down, if you have a good business and it's doing those things, investing in the business to to generate more income more revenue in the future that's a good that that's a good opportunity um and uh but in the meantime stocks can be volatile not can be or they are volatile they are volatile volatility is the price you pay for good returns and we've said that time and time again let me throw a couple numbers at you here brian okay you're gonna love this and i'm just gonna throw some negative years at you and this is the s p 500 
minus 17, minus 17, minus 13, uh, minus 34, minus 19. Uh, let's see, let's see. Minus 10, minus 16, minus 19, minus uh, 20, uh, minus 34. Ugh. We're not even close to 34 right now. So those are market declines. Those are market declines in given years. But guess what happened every one of those years? The market was positive on that year. On those years. So if we're looking at the stock market for some sort of comfort because we're scared, we're looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. Right? You can't look at the stock market for comfort. That's why we love the stock market. It provides these opportunities to buy great businesses, not stocks, businesses at great prices, which is what you're talking about. Yeah. Because since 1924, there's been 59 corrections. Okay, a correction is between 10 and 20% down. Every one of those corrections led to new all-time highs in the market. Like, that's amazing. Is it going to fail this time and the market's never going to reach a new high? I don't think so. It might take time. History would suggest otherwise, yep. and the probabilities would su- suggest otherwise. Correct. Um, and you know, I've said this before. You said it, that every, in, historically every – Correction has always been temporary. We've it's we've never had a permanent market decline or it just never recovers. And we talked about the reasons why. I don't, we don't need to go into that now. And uh, so I believe that to be true. I I always think about it personally, and and I try to teach our clients or you know discuss with this concept with our clients is that you really need to think as like a business owner we mm-hmm. and think. In terms of long term, I don't need this money tomorrow. I don't need it next year. I need it three, five, and ten years from now. For me, you know, I'm in my late fifties. This is a real issue. You know, <laughs> I'm getting old. But you know, re- thinking about retirement oh, uh, yeah. in the next decade or so, and uh, no, <laughs> fifteen, twenty. You know, next next <laughs> ten to tw- okay, ten to twenty years. But yeah, thinking about it, you know, those are real issues for me. Yeah. And, uh, but 10 and 20, you know, 10 to 20 years is a long time. Yep. And, uh, so I'm, I'm willing to, you know, see, you know, willing to invest in these businesses over the next 10 or 20 years. I believe I'll be well, you know, I will be well rewarded and our clients will be well rewarded by, by owning great businesses over a long period of time. So for clients that are a little nervous, uh, about the correction, right? If you have a financial plan, you've met with Spencer or Matthew, reach out to him because a lot of people find comfort in reviewing a financial plan, which tells them if they're on track or not, rather than looking at the actual balance during a correction of their investment accounts. So I would say reach out to them and review it because that's the plan. That's what you're trying to accomplish. Are you still on track to accomplish those goals even in the midst of a correction? Yeah. Hey, if you don't have a plan, you got to get one. If you're sitting there saying, I don't have two years worth of cash needs put to the side, well, that's because you have no plan. So reach out to us. We'll put you in touch with, with Spencer or Matthew, and they'll, they'll start that plan with you. I, uh, I heard Buffett say, I always have to bring up Buffett. Yeah, but, you do. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. He said, people, you shouldn't own stocks if you're going to do stupid things when stock prices go down and that sounds maybe rude or insensitive, but, um, really 
you should you should think about when you own a business, you should think about I'm going to own this business for five years. If you're debating right now, gosh, if it goes down another five percent, I'm going to sell. Then <laughs> you shouldn't be in. Stocks. Then you have no plan. You have and no. You shouldn't pl- be in stocks. They shouldn't be. Yeah, absolutely. They they shouldn't be. If you yeah. if you're debating, I, I you know if this gets worse, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell. Um, then that's you're really thinking about it wrong. You're you own a business. It just happens to be happens that it's a publicly owned business. It's traded every day. You get a price quote every day, and yeah. that and that's. That's the negative thing about owning publicly traded stocks. If you own a piece of real estate, a private private piece of real estate, piece of land, something like you, you don't get a price every day. Even though the, what a person may pay for that business may change every day, but you don't get a price. And that, that creates a lot of fear for a lot of people. They think, oh, it's down 10% so far this year. I mean, it's going to be down another 10% in the, in a month, and, and you know, their heads start spinning. I just... Unfortunately, that's not helpful. You shouldn't think like that. So what, what is the advice to people that are watching the news, reading the news, and they hear about, you know, the war, Ukraine, Russia, potentially China and Taiwan, who knows, uh, oil's at $120 a barrel, and we've never had oil above 100 bucks. Per barrel without there being a recession. I think it's something like seven for seven or eight for eight. What do you, what do you tell those people? Because there's a lot of fear out there, not just market-based, but globally, you know, tons of fear. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, as far as the recession, maybe tackle these individually. Recession, those they happen every they used to happen every two or every three years or so. They don't happen nearly as often as yeah. they used to. Because the Fed. The Fed, you know, keeps keeps yep. you know, pumping money into the system. Yeah. And, and uh Which they can't anymore. Right. So is a recession a bad thing? What is a recession defined? Rece- it's it's two quarters of negative gross domestic product. So we still could have positive it just is lower just two quarter cons- over quarter two consecutive negative gdp growth okay. that's what that's a re- that's the definition of a recession they happen all the time it's not anything to get super panicked about um, it could be priced in the market right now a lot of times the market sees it coming and it's and they start pricing in fact i think the market is the the probabilities like you talked about because of oil prices are so high that and then the war, you know that that's yeah. that's the fear factor, and that may get people may pull back on their spending. My son just the other day said he saw the price of you know how much it cost to p- put gas. He came back putting gas in the car, and he says, "I can't believe how expensive it is. I need to stop, you know, stop driving as much. You know, I have to." He's that's put, why th- that's why high oil prices lead to a recession. Is right. what your boy just said. Yep, yep. He said that. that He's going to stop thing. Tr- driving. Stop right. spending. I think a lot of people will will limit their driving, and that that that's a yep. recessionary you know impact has a recessionary. Impact. I think the probability of the market's pricing that is is around thirty to forty percent right now. And I I heard some comments today about this very issue. Recessionary probabilities are always about twenty twenty five percent, even in good times. So it's it's <laughs> it's only up about. It's only gone from twenty, and that, that was even a month ago, two yeah. months ago. It's gone from twenty twenty five to now it's thirty. So yes, it's gone up somewhat. Yeah. But there's always a chance of recession around the corner at some point. 
it's not it's not any reason to say I, I I need to sell stocks. I need to sell my businesses because there's a recession coming. So that's that's what I say about a recession. And the other thing about a recession is it, it's kind of a reset. Um, a lot of times there's excess uh, in the system, in the financial system, excess yeah. debt, excess it needs to be flushed out, and and that kind of flushes the system and kind of mm-hmm. resets us for new growth. And, and you get new businesses formations. And so recessions are, they happen. What happened in the financial crisis is different. That was a recession, but that was a bubble bursting in the real estate market that just trickled throughout the, you know, domino effect throughout the whole system. That was not a typical recession. That was a almost, you know, catastrophe. So what I'm hearing, Brian, to kind of sum up the conversation, for those that are fearful, which most people are, you're saying just stick with the plan that we've that we have with clients. You've got your tiers worth of cash, which by the way, average bear market going back to to the early 1900s is 14 months. We've got 24 months worth of cash, plenty of cash to get you through the average bear market. You got the cash, stay disciplined with where we buy stocks. Is that that's to summarize it and be be patient. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't really discuss the war. Yeah, that's that's really it. But if you want to discuss a little bit about the war issue, that's yeah. Tell me what Putin's going to do. Next. Yeah, I mean, who I I'm, <laughs> I, I mentioned to a, on the phone yesterday. You know, who knows? I can't. I, I I'm not in Putin's head. I and, he's, and the client said he said uh, I wouldn't want to be there. He'll <laughs> be inside of his head. For no, <laughs> that'd be kind of crazy. No, but uh, we have no idea what you know what's in his head. What what he. You know what? What is he going to do? And uh, so that's you know, there's a degree, a lot of uncertainty there with what he's going to do. Yeah. I, I'm hopeful and optimistic um, that th- that we'll find a solution and that you know we can you know we can move on from this. It's it's really it's a sad situation. But uh, again, if you if you're own if you own a business, if you own a farm, you own some real estate. It, it, say it was privately owned, you're probably yeah. not going to sell those assets even if putin does something even you know crazier than he, what he's already done so i feel the same th- same way about if we own we own we own some great businesses again i yesterday uh conversation with a customer and and uh question was you know do we need to raise more cash and i said well you know i'm looking at your portfolio and uh you know are we well situated if we have a recession or if there's an economic you know impact financial impact and i said I love the businesses we own. We own some incredible businesses. I believe some of the best in the world. And I feel very good about how we're positioned going into a economic downturn or financial downturn. Yeah. These are great businesses that the strong, some of the strongest businesses in the world. So I feel very good about it. that. Doesn't mean, you know, we know what, what the market's going to do tomorrow. And the optimist will triumph. Here's the beautiful thing that we're able to do, though, during volatility for a segment of our clients, and that's the options trading. I have traded more options, 56 trades. I just looked at it. 56 trades, half of which are still open, the rest closed. Last year, I didn't make 56 trades. So because of the volatility. The whole year. The whole year. Yeah. Because of the volatility, we're able to make a lot more option trades, which is geared towards producing more income for clients. You know, if you can create, you know, 2 to 6% of income, like a dividend for the entire portfolio because of the 
volatility, take advantage of it. Yeah. That's not going to turn a, a you know down 10% portfolio to be positive, but it's going to certainly help, especially as, as the, the tide turns or replenishing cash for people. Right. Either way. It's really the same concept we talked about with stocks. Uh, the only difference is, is options is – Shorter, shorter, time. shorter window, yeah. a lot shorter, and, and you see yeah, a lot shorter, and you see that income coming in right now. Mm-hmm. With with stocks, the volatility also creates opportunity. Same as options, it just yep. it just takes time to see that pay off. But to summarize, we th- we look at this as as an opportunity to pick up good businesses mm-hmm. or great option trades opportunities. When there's market volatility and lower prices. Yep, yep. So as long as a client has a plan coming into this, and then we could take advantage of volatility while it's occurring, that plan's going to get them through it. And you heard, since 1924, 59 corrections have all led to new time, new all-time highs in the market. How awesome is that? Yeah. So if you have extra cash that you don't need, call Brian. He'll put it to work. <laughs> I mean, even if the even if 2022 isn't a positive year, I mean, so you know, so far we're down this year, and uh, you know, there's a chance that the market could be flatted, you know, down for the for the year. Yeah. Um, I do believe that uh, looking at looking ahead three five years from now, that we'll look at this as this was a good opportunity to put money to work to buy a good buy good businesses, and. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I yep. think. Yep. yep. What's the probability that we're higher five years from now than where we are right now? I, mean, I think it's pretty high. Like ninety percent. I, I don't. I don't know that. Ninety one. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to put a number on it, but I think it's it's a lot. It's it's pretty high. It's uh, I'm willing to bet that uh, I'd be willing to bet, and I have you know. My, I'd put ninety percent on it. Okay. I'd take that trade yeah. all day long. You know, you think about. Um, we call it the rule of seventy-two, right? Yep. And uh, that's how long it, that's how long it takes your money to double at a certain rate of interest divided into seventy-two. So if you get ten percent, ten goes into seventy-two, ten uh, seven point two times. So your money would double every seven years, which is the goal. Yeah, and so you know, if uh, over the next decade or so, I would expect markets to double approximately over the next. Over the next decade, you know that's assuming prices are rationally priced today. Um, you know, kind of the starting point, looking out ten years from now. Yeah, and I think I think stocks are. I think stocks are rationally priced. Now, of course, interest rates. I look at interest rates at you know where they are. The ten years now about two percent, and I still think that's pretty low. I think I think uh, you know if we see even three percent interest rates, I don't think that's going to kill the market. It might it might be. Uh, Kind of a a uh, bump on the road, bump on the in the road for for a time, but, but uh, some of that's already priced in. You could argue too. Right. We'll, we'll, yep. Yeah. It's the the goal for clients is not income and it's not growth. The goal should be growth of your income. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the goal. Yeah. And that's what we're shooting to accomplish for clients through stocks, through options, owning businesses, yeah. owning businesses, great mm-hmm. businesses, not not stocks. I just said. Yep, I worded that wrong, didn't I? I don't like the word stocks. <laughs> <laughs> Businesses options. Amen, brother. Thanks for coming in today. Yeah. yeah. Great to see everybody. Yeah, Just you, good. Katie, because no one else is here. <laughs> Until next time. Bye now.
This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888